0: Hi, my fellow doctors. Today, I am going to cover a very common question that I get asked. So many of you will know, I am still a practicing medical doctor. Uh, I am a consultant occupational health physician. Not many people really know what that is, but I will explain that later on. But let me first go into the main question for today's episode. Why did I choose occupational medicine as a career? And how it really, really is an amazing opportunity for most doctors, and particularly if you are changing careers. So let's go. Let's face it, burnout amongst doctors is sky high. And we're actively seeking other ways to make the most of our transferable skills beyond the usual career pathways. Welcome to Disrupting Doctors' Careers. I'm your host, Dr. Abena bubbs jones and I'm on a mission to connect one million doctors across the world with the best in diverse career opportunities. So some of you may know... I actually started off as a surgeon in my postgraduate medical career. So I did my two years of foundation um, and I then got onto a core surgical training rotor in Kent, Surrey, Sussex. Um, And then I, that was for two years. And then I went to South Africa and did trauma surgery in rural South Africa, which was amazing. But that is a story for another time. Um, I returned to the UK and having really enjoyed urology, so that's not neurology, it's urology. Um, having really enjoyed that, I basically decided to pursue that as a training pathway. Um, however, and this is what led up to me starting medic footprints, I found myself kind of having to move across the country because urology was very popular, um, very popular and very competitive. And I got to a point where I was up north in Blackburn. Uh, and for those of you that don't know where Blackburn is, because I did certainly did not know where Blackburn was uh, when I got the job. Um, it's north of Manchester. So it's in the north and I'm from London. And you know, I, lo- I love the north. I loved living there. But essentially my family, my friends, my everything was down in London in the southeast. So it was that point I realised, well... I was just going to continue to pursue urology, but I was going to do it on my own terms. And so as a result of that, I kind of stepped out of of trying to get a training number and ended up back in London at the Royal London Hospital um, and then UCLH. And it was that experience, and that time, that actually I started thinking about whether surgery was right for me. I was getting a little bit older, kind of towards the end of my 20s. I was getting tired. I was realising I didn't really like working nights. I really wasn't a night person. I mean, that had always been the case, but it just became more and more apparent as I grew older. Um, and urology was a really great specialty because you didn't really have to be on site and do the on calls at night. Um but then I, I realised actually when I was at home, I just didn't want to be called about anything. And I found that really challenging. So it was these kind of things that I was contemplating as to whether it really was the best career for me. Another another thing that I experienced was I enjoyed the specialty wholeheartedly, but I could not genuinely see myself subspecializing in any particular area. I wasn't massively passionate about any particular area within neurology and I just wondered whether it was a sustainable solution for my interests and my motivation in the longer term. Um, There was one particular point which it happened to me quite a few times before I was doing a bladder washout in theatre so for those of you who are not medical that means putting water or saline in the bladder of a patient usually because they have what we call hematuria, so heavy bleeding in the in the bladder. Um, so you're kind of mixing up urine and blood and actually doing it in quite a... Uh, at the time, we just had this kind of bag that well, actually was one of the old school ways of doing it, I thought. Um, but unfortunately, if you don't do it right, all of that, that amazing concoction will splash into your face. And that's exactly what happened to me. So I got a mixture of urine and blood in my face. Um, and a lot of it... So it was that point, interestingly enough, it was like a slap in the face. I realised I, I was not going to put up with this anymore. And I said, it, it wasn't the first time it happened. And I knew that, you know, this is one of the occupational hazards of being a surgeon, right? Um, so, but it was that point where I realised I need to start looking at something else. And the reality is I had no idea what else I was going to do. So like many people um, and doctors, when they get to this point, I started Googling... Alternative options for doctors. I mean, by the time I had started Medic Footprints, I was aware of what was out there, but I was still I wanted to stay in medicine in some capacity, but it really had to suit my lifestyle, not the other way around. Um, so I was looking at this like other medical specialties that existed. You know, GP is a common thing that doctors will go into when they have had enough of their specialty training in another area, and it's a it's a good kind of fallback option as you may be aware, at least 50% of doctors end up being general practitioners. Um, but I even applied again to GP, but I didn't get in because I did my foundation years like way too long ago. And the eligibility criteria was a bit weird at that time. Um, and I was glad because I didn't want to do GP really. Uh, you know, as you know, GPs at the moment are very, very stressed out and under a lot of pressure. Um, and I knew it just wasn't really for me. And so in that search, I started looking up occupational medicine. Um, someone found it for me, actually. My partner at the time found it for me. And there wasn't really that much information about occupational medicine. Um, but I decided to look into it further and further. Finding, finding someone to speak to, being that it's seen as a small specialty, was like a lot of work, a lot of work. Um, but to cut the story short... You know, looking into it, it seemed quite a reasonable option. And having done some shadowing, eventually I decided to take the leap and go into occupational medicine as a career pathway. Um, not really convinced that it was the right thing for me, but it was just something that I was going to give, give it a go. Um, so I want to take you through three reasons why... I chose it as a as a, as a career. So the three reasons why I chose occupational medicine as a career. And these are the reasons why I'm still in occupational medicine. You know, it's been eight years now. So it's a specialty I've been in the longest and I love it. So I am now a consultant. So that's the highest level you can get in occupational medicine. I am practicing alongside running Medic Footprints. So let me take you through these three reasons because... I know that occupational medicine as a career will actually address a lot of issues that doctors face as it is. So, before I get to that, let's start with what is occupational medicine? And again, even doctors, because they haven't been exposed to occupational medicine, don't really have a cute clue as to what it entails. So, I like to paint it as we specialize in the relationship between health and work. So that is very, very simple, health and work. So a lot of our work is really being on the intersection between the employee and the employer um, and helping both to navigate their relationships in a health context. Well, it's health, but it's also health and safety. Um, I'll tell you a bit more another time, but that is the general overview of what occupational medicine is and it is so broad there are so many people doctors working in occupational medicine um some who are doing face to face and some who never see a patient at all and we don't see patients we see clients or employees um But again, I will leave that for another podcast in itself. So let's focus on the reasons why I chose occupational medicine as a career. So number one, work-life balance. So I know that's a term that's banded around quite a lot. Um, So for me, as I told you in my narrative, I didn't want to do nights. I also didn't want to do weekends. And occupational medicine does not require you to do either of those so most opportunities will will expect you to do at the most nine to five um so that that was the first thing really and that really fit with me and my intentions to do other things outside of medicine um business family just general life you name it I just wanted to kind of reclaim some of that um so if you are considering your work-life balance this is something that you should definitely strongly consider. The second thing with occupational medicine that is one of the reason why I chose it was because there was no real obligation to train. So when I first went into occupational medicine, I did actually apply for training because at the end of the day, I'm a doctor. I didn't really know any better. You know, you're a doctor, you're in training until you're a consultant, right? And I always did want to become a consultant in something. As my mum says to me, when you're gonna finish anything, you're gonna finish Anything in medicine, a (laughs) bainer, finish it. So um, that was always at the back of my mind, um, especially continuing in healthcare. So in occupational medicine, you'll find a diversity of doctors with different levels of qualifications in occupational medicine, most of whom are not at consultant level. Most will have a diploma in occupational medicine at the most but still be working in a senior level because experience count tends to count for a lot more than qualifications because there are just so relatively few of us for the demand there is in 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 the work in the workplace in general in the market in the wider market um so my plan at the beginning was to get the diploma done through the faculty of occupational medicine um and if i decide i didn't like the specialty then at least i would have the diploma and that in itself would open doors to other jobs but at the same time i ended up getting a training job at king's college hospital in london um and so i just continued on with that and the diploma and the exams we do in training are pretty much the same but the main difference with the diploma is that um you do a portfolio as well and it gives you a kind of big stamp of approval which really helps with certain aspects of work and job opportunities. And so you're recognised more so in the market than if you didn't have one. Um, So another thing which actually, you know, when we train in the UK, when we train in any specialty, um, you generally have to, or you're expected to apply for a training number. But what a lot of doctors don't realise is that that is not the only way to become a consultant So there are two main ways to become a consultant in the UK. One is to get a training number in a specialty, which can be very competitive. Uh, The other way is to provide evidence that you have the equivalent of going through training and submit that to the General Medical Council. So that's the regulatory body in the UK. Um, So in occupational medicine, a lot of doctors tend to go in later on in their career. So it's not something that you would kind of go straight into from a foundational level. Um, you generally, like me, go through your career and they'd be like, actually, I think I'd rather do something else and then find occupational medicine. And in order to get into occupational medicine training, you do need to demonstrate you've got a broad of experience. So doing having the option of not just having to get a training number in order to progress was really um, appealing to me and actually is appealing to most doctors who are um, actually going through the process of the Caesar route, which was the second option I I, I mentioned. Um, And there's a lot of support for doing that prospectively or retrospectively now, more so than there ever has been in the past. And here, this is a really fun fact. So I think the common expectation for most doctors is that you can only do the Caesar route for like very specific specialties but the reality is you can do the caesar route for all medical specialties that's right all of them even general practice even a and e you name it if it's a medical specialty on the on the general Medical council that is you can do caesar so you can actually diy your own training you heard it here google it i'm not making it up um, So so having that as a kind of established option and kind of more embedded in the occupational medicine culture, that was really appealing to me. So I could really progress in my own time if I wanted to. But in reality, what happened is that I got a training job um, and it's four years training in total. I got a training job at King's. I decided to leave after three years out of four because I wanted to explore the private sector and then I actually finished and became a consultant Um, down the Caesar route, which actually I would definitely recommend because going through training, you know what you need to get done and then you just need to finish it off. (laughs) So, um, and I was the first trainee to do that. So I would 100% say if you are looking for a specialty, but you're not sure about going through the whole rigmarole of training, consider occupational medicine, but also realise that you can do that in any other specialty. Um, And just, if you decided to just do a diploma, Um, I always say the Occupational Medicine Diploma gives you the best return on investment you could ever get from any other medical diplomas. You've heard it here. I've told it to everyone that I've spoken to, especially if you don't even know you want to do Occupational Medicine, do it. It's really oversubscribed, I have to say. So check out the Faculty of Occupational Medicine website. It is a really oversubscribed diploma for that reason. (laughs) Um, And then the the final point I wanted to say about why I chose Occupational Medicine as a career is the option not to primarily work in the public sector. So and one of the great things about OCHMED, if you're training, is that you don't have to train in the public sector like most other specialties. Um, so you can get a training number with a lot of different companies um, that's in the private sector, industry, or military, which is great. So, you, you know, if, if you're like, hey, what's it like to work as a doctor in any other industry, Um there you go like you know most of the time you're like one of two or three doctors in that company but it's a really different experience and really valuable to have that and also you know part of that was me learning more about the world of work business strategy all of that stuff that we are not exposed to as doctors day to day in a conventional medical setting um so that really, that, that was one of the main points that really suited me and actually kept me in the specialty. Um, and on top of that, though, you know, once, not even once you've trained, once you, you're kind of comfortable doing what you do, there are just so many different opportunities and pathways, just, you know, immeasurable. And, you know, you could start your own business as well. Um, so at the moment, actually, I am completely self-employed. In occupational medicine, so I work for occupational health providers. Um, at the, as 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 we're recording this, so I'll, and actually I only do five clinics a month, so that's five days of my month doing uh, clinics. I, I do some other stuff in between, um, but again, that really supports me in pursuing my other responsibilities as a founder and CEO of Medic Footprints. And so it keeps my hand in medicine. I love what I do. The work I do also feeds into the work I do with Medic Footprints. So they're really complementary of each other. Um, And so, and I would highly recommend it to anyone. There are some obviously downsides. Uh, The main downsides to occupational medicine are if you're not used to working on your own or working in a small team or working remotely, um, which I, I do a lot actually working remotely, then it might not be for you. Uh, It's a non-prescriptive specialty, so no prescribing drugs. And you're more working on a consultancy basis. Um, So you're providing advice and recommendations, not mandates. Um, Again, some people might feel a bit uncomfortable with that. Um, And yeah, I mean, like there's not, you don't do as much clinical, clinical work. Um, And most of the day-to-day bread and butter stuff is doing clinics but you do get more time with your patients a lot more say patients sorry employees you get more time with them um you get to influence you learn a lot more n- new skills and yeah if you have any questions about it um check out medic footprints website to start off with um we've got a really good guide on occupational medicine and um give it a try and i'm also going to shout out to the, so- the society of occupational medicine um who really support doctors who are exploring occupational medicine as a career option we need more doctors um i cannot i cannot even you know stop raving about occupational medicine to pretty much any doctor that comes up uh, to me looking for other options it really is a great opportunity and as i said you know there are so it's so flexible and versatile why wouldn't you That's all for me today. So, um, I have outlined why I chose occupational medicine as a career and why it really is an amazing opportunity for most doctors who are considering career change. And so, the main three ones are the work life balance, there's no obligation to train in this specialty, and it gives me some really unique insights into the world of work. So, thank you so much for listening today. Please feel free to subscribe if you liked what you hear and you wanna hear more and leave a really great review. So, great means great, excellent, positive, um, just smiley, smiley face and, and more, and just tell your friends. Also, please feel free to subscribe to the Medic Fitness mailing list where we'll be sending out lots and lots of amazing opportunities for doctors. And if you're interested, join our Facebook group, which is Alternative Careers for Doctors. Um, the Medic Footprints one. There's another one, but that's not Anyway, until next time.